Welcome everybody to the World Needs Your Words podcast, and I am super excited because I have a dear friend on today, Michelle Murr. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. I am honored to be on it. Well, I'm super excited, and uh, you can you can add anything you want to this, but uh, just kind of the way that we connected, I think I was 11 or 12 at the time. And uh, we, we were going to a church uh, with my family, and my dad started looking for a new church at the time, and we visited a church in Bel Air, Maryland at the time called New Covenant Church of God, and we visited there because he had a couple of friends that were there, and the drummer Danny and the bass player Joe were there, and so my dad was good friends with them, and we came and visited and it ended up becoming our church, and in that we got to meet a lot of incredible people and great relationships, and you and your family were a part of that, and um, and your husband at the time, who has become a dear brother and friend to me as well, was my Sunday school teacher, and eventually we got to serve together as he was on the elder board when I got hired on staff, and uh, I'm trying to think what else. I've been involved in all your kids' lives in some degree, um, friends with your oldest son, and your middle son was in my youth ministry, and uh, so was your youngest son, and got to do worship with Matt, your middle son. So yeah, I think that's the best way. Any Anything you want to add to the intro of how we met there? Well, that's exactly how it was, and with, with my husband teaching you in Sunday school, and then not only were you friends with like Josh and and probably even Matt, more so Josh because of the age group, but you ended up teaching my children as well. So it like be, almost became full circle in a way from my husband teaching you to you teaching my children. And even now it's like, we're all teaching each other. Yeah. We're all in this mutual journey of faith, mutual yes, journey are. of life. And it's, it's awesome. Well, I love you guys. And I'm so glad that you're on here and I'm bringing you on this podcast because of this incredible book in my hands that just recently released called Dancing in the Raid, My Dances with God that you have put out. So before we jump into the book talk, I want you to kind of share a little bit of Michelle Murr's origin story. Who are you? Kind of how do we get to this this point in your life? Okay. Well, I actually kind of grew up in the church. Um, we went from, you know, different denominations, Catholic to Baptist to Pentecostal, and that was before my teenage years hit. And then after um, I became a teenager, I kind of walked away from everything, which is when I met my husband and didn't know that through things that he was going through that he was actually seeking God. And at first, I didn't want to have anything to do with that because I've been there, done that, and in a way kind of could say I wrote the book on it, um, but the book, he was the book before it. the book. <laughs> yes, and he was new to it, and um, he decided to ask me to marry him. And when he did, my father said, "Well, I'd like you to go to church." And he really hadn't been in church. And when we started going, he was listening to the salvation part of it, and he decided to give his heart to the Lord. And it kind of brought me back to the Lord because when he decided to get baptized, um, it was funny because I said, well, I'll get baptized with you. I'll just redo it. No problem. Because I knew how to speak Christian, if you will. Sure. <laughs> you know, I knew how to be a Christian around Christians and I knew how not to be a Christian and, and act differently. And so when he was giving his heart to the Lord and pronouncing his faith in baptism, I was standing on those steps and... I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, 
what are you going to say? And at that point, I said, I'm rededicating my life to you, Lord, because I can't live life without you. Hmm. And the rest is history. So we started um, going to church and we found New Covenant and we started um, in every ministry you can think of. We probably have done it even down to cleaning the toilets. <laughs> um, and that is ministry. It, so if, if that's what someone's doing, you're doing it unto the Lord. It's ministry. Absolutely. And that's one thing that God has shown us. So um and then I ha we had three boys, and we continued to raise them in the church. And here we are today. They're all grown men now. All grown up. It's crazy because I, I was growing up while they were growing up. While you, yes. we, I mean, it's just wild. And I'll never forget, uh, you know, Pastor Rob. He's always going to be Pastor Rob to me, regardless of where he's at. Um, he, you know, I remember when I first was – I'd felt called to, to step into ministry, you know, when I was younger – and I was kind of running from that for all kinds of reasons. But I remember him saying to me, we, I, I even remember where we had just built that sound booth in the back. And he was kind of standing in there talking to Joe uh, Quick, one of our elders at the time there, too. And he said, I remember him saying to me, he said, Jimmy, he said, if, if you look down, he said, you'll see my footprints. And he said, he said, I'm just just a step right up, right ahead of you. And he said, you know, God's going to, God's going to do what he's going to do and you can trust him. And so, and he's, you know, he's dropped words of wisdom like that in my life for a long time. And I'm thankful for that and for you. And, you know, the thing is, it's, it's been cool even as I remember years ago talking to you guys about blogging, you know, when, yes. when I was, I had a blog where I was writing a lot on the blog and had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I remember us talking back then, and that was long before I even thought about writing my first book. And so it's been cool to kind of see that journey for you and him and this desire to write. And so the question I have for you is, why a book? When did you really feel called to, to do this? Because I know it's been a while and then you've been kind of, kind of processing, but how did, how did you get to this thought of wanting to actually write? Well, it's funny that you brought up the blog because um, back then I had started a blog called Fit Faith. And the reason why I had chosen that is because I was in the health and wellness field for so long and God showed me a lot through, you know, I would always discipline myself with exercise and eating correctly and, and things like that, but I wasn't always getting into his word. And the thing is, is we have to exercise our faith. So that came about with that. So that was just for a short period of time, but it's funny because he, he's kind of bringing that full circle with me right now as well. And then um, the book, um, I just felt like there were so many times where growing up in a church, we always had like the kind of fake it till you make it mentality. Like you don't let people see the things that you're going through when, especially when you're in leadership and this, I'm talking years ago, I'm not like this now. Now I'm pretty much an open book, if you will. But um, for a long time, there's a lot of things that people did not know what we were going through. And it was hard because I felt like I had no one to, to speak with and to talk to about it because we were taught that if you're in a leadership in ministry, then, you know, you don't, you don't share those things with people. Um, number one, they were afraid that they could use it against you, which, you know, yeah, maybe that can happen, but sometimes that's just a lie from the enemy just to keep us isolated and to keep us down. Um, because I went through a time, and I didn't really write it in this book, but but with my mental health, it was like, I actually went through depression going to church. Mm -hmm. And 
that's that's not good. <laughs> that's not good at all for anyone. And we should be the most joyful, um, you know, people out there because we have the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus on our side and God is our father. And so as we continued in our faith journey, it got to the point where we would talk to people about some things and they were like, well, how do you know? You've never been through anything. They thought our life was perfect. And I thought, that's a lie that we're living. That's a lie <laughs> that we're living. We have things that we're going through. And so as things progressed and um, we were dealing with some addiction issues um, within our, our kids and stuff and things that we were finding out, we never even knew um, that our kids were going through. So as things were surfacing and people saw how we were dealing with it, they would, they would say, how do you do it? How do you, and we got to minister to so many people because I realized that literally it was like a dance that God brought me through that I had to just learn to lean on him and let him lead. And that's the only way that I was able to get through the majority of it. And um, so I felt like writing the book, putting it all out there, because I know there are other people who are dealing with the same thing. They don't want people to know what they're dealing with. So they don't seek help, you know, and yes, God, our father and praying that that's the first step. Of course it is, but we need each other. Just like you said, the world needs your, your words. We also need each other because the word of God does talk about iron sharpens iron. And what that basically means is you need people to come alongside of you and to, to basically help to strengthen you and to, and to make you better. And you know, to walk a journey with you. We're not supposed to do it alone. We just aren't. And um, so that's, that's one of the reasons why I love your devotional, by the way, is is, um, don't do life alone, because um, we have to realize that, you know, so um, I can't tell you how many people since reading the book, because I was a nervous wreck. (laughs) Because I'm like, I'm really putting myself out there. I'm putting my family out there. Sure. And I even asked the boys because some of it is the things that they dealt with. And I, you know, asked them to read it before I sent it and out to the publisher um, to be published. And they were like, mom, just put it out there. It's something that we all went through. None of it's false. So do what you have to do. Yeah. And, you know, we are, and Matt, his story was already out there on, um, on videos so because they they baptized him and did a video for his testimony and um and that was a ministry right there because he put himself out there and there were things that when we found out about his and that was kind of what jump-started me on really getting the book finished was about six years ago when he gave that testimony um when he called to say that he was doing this testimony we had no idea no idea that he was dealing with these things. And I'm hoping I don't cry. I always thought he had it all together. And I thought he learned that from us. He learned that from us. You don't talk about it. You don't say anything. You don't burden anybody with it. And it was, I think, to our shame in a way that that happened. But I was so proud of him for putting it out there. And the messages he got from people they, he ministered to them because there are people who were hurting just like he was and didn't know how to to voice it, didn't know who to turn to, didn't know what to do, didn't even know there was a God, you know? So 
Um, that's basically why I did it. I, this book could have been like triple the size, <laughs> but I realized some of the things I wrote were just for me and just me specifically and the healing that I had to, um, to go through, but that's why I put the book out there. Well, and you know, the, the truth is, and, and, you know, there, there, we have some listeners that are from our similar faith background. We have some listeners that the church may not be a part of their history. Um, but, I can say this specifically because that part season of your life, I was in the same church and same uh, culture, and there was a lot of great things to that season of life that I'm super, super thankful for. Yes. And too. but the 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 truth is is that part of you you all not even knowing when he was struggling with part of it was the the spiritual culture that we were brought up in, and you know, and and the thing is, I don't want to I don't want to claim ignorance, but to some level we weren't given permission to know any better at the time. Exactly. And, and, and I don't, I don't think it was because anybody that ever had leadership over us were trying to do harm. I don't think they knew any better. I, I think it, it was just this thing that was kind of passed along. And, you know, the amazing thing is that God does care for us and he does want to help us navigate things, but he does use people. And, you know, like it, it took me until I actually planted my own church. But when I started talking about the Christmas story, you know, the Christmas story is something that preachers every single year that are pastoring a church, the preacher around Christmas time, they have to take the same story and they have to try to tell it in, in a unique way or new way or refreshed way or whatever. And I remember the first year of my church plant preaching that as the actual pastor. And as mm -hmm. I'm reading through and as I'm processing it, like, it was scandalous, <laughs> like to communicate that, you know, this, this young girl is pregnant, not from her husband. And it's because something that God did and that this guy is going to be the Messiah that's going to come and change everything like that. You know, that's crazy. Like that's wild. And, you know, we, we spiritualized the processing of that because of our backgrounds. But the truth is, is that I would imagine the, the, I can't even think about the kind of pressure that Mary and Joseph felt literally walking through with all of those things that they were processing. Um, and, and a lot of it was alone. They were processing it very minimally. <laughs> Not a whole bunch of people knew what was going on. And so, you know, in you guys struggling with that and your kids being impacted by that, it wasn't y'all as much as it was our culture of, processing. And I'm really thankful that we've got to experience some freedom from some of those ways of thinking because they were unhealthy. And, um, you know, but that's the thing about the world needs your words. That's the thing about you putting this book out there. A number of years ago, I heard a, a preacher say that we all need hope, but we can all relate to pain. And that's the thing is that even in Matt's testimony with him getting baptized and him, him sharing some of his story that a lot of people some probably were surprised to, to, to hear some of the stuff. Um, the reality of it is, is that we all have some of those things that, that we haven't shared. But like you said, other people were impacted by just him sharing that. And so it's the same thing with you writing this book, you know, and I, I had the pleasure of reading an early advanced copy of this, um, you know, and the thing is, is that I got to experience some of these things with your family and I got to see you guys walk you know, through some of this stuff. And the truth is, is that your faith was authentic, processing it was authentic, but also standing on the other side of some of that is authentic too. And so 
Um, I thank you for your vulnerability, even in this book, because I know there's going to be people that have read this and people that are going to read this that need it. They need not just to, to, to have the words that you're sharing, but you're sharing your story, you know, and we all need that. We need people that, that have navigated things that maybe we're walking through. Just like a long time ago, Pastor Rob saying about my, his footprints being right in front of me. You know, there are other people that you get to navigate that with. There are other moms that you get to speak into their life. There are other wives that you get to speak into their life. There are other families that you get to speak into their life. Um, and the, the, the hard part is sometimes we don't actually experience transformation without vulnerability. And so you got to come into that place and then being at a place to share it. And I can definitely appreciate the part where some of it you had to keep to yourself, um, you know, because that's true. I mean, I, me, me and Pastor Robert talked that many a times where we'll be writing a message to preach. And then we realize that message was for us. And, and exactly. you know, and sometimes it's for us and them, but, but sometimes it is just for us. And so, well, I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud Thank of you, you for putting this book out. And, um, and I want to encourage all of my listeners and all of my friends to go. You can get it on Amazon, Dancing in the Rain, My Dances with God by Michelle Murr, M-U-R-R is her last name. And, uh, and also, once you read it, or if you have already read it, leave a review because that's a way to thank her. And it's a way for the algorithm in the Amazon world to kind of share this book with other people. But I want to I know, can you share a couple of things that you've learned? Uh, we're not going to tell the whole story because I want people to buy your book. Um, but can you share a couple lessons that you learned maybe in, in the process of writing this or maybe a couple of things you wish you knew? Um, you know, I'm not a big on regret person because the thing that we've gone through, you know, even though we might want to change it, it's also helped make us. But maybe some things along the way that you've learned in this process of writing or maybe would have saved you some time if you would have known kind of early on. About like the logistics of writing the book, you mean? Like, no. All of it, all of all it. Of yeah, it. The, 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 <laughs> sharing your story, actually writing it, actually putting words to the page, typing, writing, handwriting, however the process that you started with, just anything you've learned in that in that process. Well, it's funny because um, it's been over a 10-year process, and you know that because you kept asking me, you write your book, you write in your book, did you do your book? Yeah. <laughs> and it's always been sitting there, but it just never seemed to be the right time because I was, everything that we were going through something else would come up and then I would be like adding on to that. And then I realized I could, I could go on for another probably 20, 30 years that I'm alive and never finish the book because new things are always popping up and I'm always learning a new lesson. Um, but um, the thing is, is that I probably really should have probably stepped out in faith quicker in doing it because I really was listening to the lie. Nobody wants, nobody cares what happened to you. Nobody, nobody wants to know your stuff. Nobody wants yeah. to read this. No, and boy, was that a lie because I, even to this day, um, it came out on July 15th. And even as of yesterday, I still got a message from somebody about the book. And I have gotten messages every single day. There's not been one day that's gone by where somebody hasn't either messaged me on messenger or texted me or texted somebody that I know. And then they shared the text, you know, because people have actually been giving this book out as a ministry tool. Um, and some people have bought like 15 copies for gifts, you know, because they, they've, you know, felt people needed to read it. And, but the thing is, is that, um, I'm glad I listened to you about the um, 
you know, getting an editor <laughs> because I was, I had you read it and I had another friend um, read it. She gave me some feedback on it. And, um, you know, and I thought I was an editorial editor growing up, you know, and wanted to be writing for the Sun paper. I know how to write. I know how to do that. No, there's so many things that you'll miss when you're writing a book that you actually need fresh eyes. And, and I'm glad I chose someone who didn't know me. Um, you had referred somebody and I'm glad because not only did she encourage me because she let me know that the book encouraged her and, um, and that she enjoyed reading it. Um, there wasn't a whole lot that she had to change and she still used my voice, but she helped to perfect it, if you will. And, and up, trust me, there's, I, I did get it back from the publisher and there was even something that I missed to correct, <laughs> you know, that she sent me to correct, you know, so you got to read it over and over and over again. But the thing is, yeah. is, you know what it's supposed to say. So you're going to miss things because you're kind of glancing through it. You're not reading word for word. And I do recommend doing it professionally. Um, it, it may cost you, but the thing is, is that it's not about the money. It's about who is it going to impact? Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I wanted to yeah. come out of it. Well, and, and the editor I recommended you to is my editor of choice. And she's worked with some of the most uh, impactful voices in the world when in the world of writing and uh, even working with her on my project. Now that uh, the book that I'm working on now like, it's like, you know, you just learn to trust somebody that knows what they're talking about. And, yes. you know, the thing is, is our brain autocorrects our brain be, because of the way that our brains are wired to keep us from pain or trauma or overthinking, our brain will fix those things and they're not actually fixed. And, you know, and I even know from my devotional, you know, which is 360 pages of content, um, even though it's not thick on each page, even with that, I've been keeping track of mistakes that, and I've had four different people involved in the editing process on that book. So five sets of eyes um, involved in that on top of the fact that for an entire year, I shared it every day on Facebook. And there was so far, there is still four pages that have mistakes and they're small, but they're still there. And so being able to have somebody to speak into that, but also somebody that cares, you know, the thing is, I think, um, the reason why I love working with Anna, you know, my editor so much and why I recommend her is because she won't take a project that she, she's not invested in. And it's one of the reasons she'll ask people for their theme and title and stuff, because if it's not something she really believes in, she won't work on it. And um, so it's just good to have people. And I, and I completely agree with you. Everybody, everybody that I know that's tried to write a book outside of myself, when I mention an editor initially, there's a little bit of a pause because there is an investment attached to that uh, financially. But the thing is, is, is that it's, it's trusting somebody that's good at what they do to take what you've put together and, and, and present the best version of that. Exactly. And, and it's worth it. And I, and, and, and I mean, that's the thing Anna always told me too, is that she can't make up your content. This is your story. But this story impacts so many other people's story, but it's going to have the, the, the potential to impact even more because it's been cared for. And, and, and so um, I'm glad you took that advice. Not because it wasn't well written. It's, it's just having somebody fix those little teeny tiny things. They make a big, big deal. And, you know, the thing is, is it's funny. I find mistakes in other people's writing. I can't find it in my own. And, um, exactly. you know, 
but I big big doors hang on tiny hinges. So those little things um, really do matter. And um, so, well, the, this this podcast is called "The World Needs Your Words," and there's somebody listening to this. Maybe they have a desire to write. Maybe they have a story to share. Maybe they've considered. And you know where you kind of talked about that. Nobody wants to hear you. Nobody wants is going to want to read what you wrote. You know, a lot of people would refer to that as imposter syndrome. It's like, man, if they find out, like, this isn't, like, I'm not a writer, I'm not a whatever. And the thing that really makes somebody a writer is they write. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, but the thing is, is that there's somebody listening, and maybe they're the 10 years ago version of you, where this desire, this feeling, of, man, I need to put some of these thoughts, uh, write them down, maybe put them in a book one day. W- what encouragement could you give to them as they're trying to process that? Because, you know, there's a... New York Times a published article a couple of years ago that came out that they said over 80% of Americans have talked about they have a desire to write a book, but estimated less than 1% of them ever will. And so even though we have, you know, these awesome platforms like Amazon where we can self-publish and put stuff out a lot quicker, there's not massive gatekeepers that we need permission for anymore to be able to put up books. There's still a lot of people that have incredible stories to tell that are never going to make it in a book. And maybe because they're dealing with some of those negative thoughts or, you know, the enemy speaking to them in the, in the contrary, um, what would you say to that person that has this feeling or this call or this story and maybe they're hesitant or maybe they're, they're hearing those same things that you were processing? Write everything down, put pen to paper or put your fingers to the, the computer and just start because that's what I had to do. And, for 10 years, like I said, I had things written down and there was things that I reread, rewrote, threw out, tore up, whatever. And, um, and some things, like I said, were just for me. So if you feel like you've got that in you, just start because like I said, I thought the same thing. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And with every comment that I get, um, the Lord says, see, they wanted to hear it. They needed to hear it. Other, you can't minister to people either until you've been through something <laughs> because yeah. you're not going to understand what they're going through unless you've, you've been there. Like, like you said, um, my husband said about the footprints, you know, look down, his, his have been there and it's the truth. It's the truth. So just start writing, um, put something on Facebook. And I tell you, I started doing this um, restore blog and they asked me to write and I'm thinking, really? I, and I hadn't put a book out or anything yet. And but I would just write, it had to be like a 300 word thing or whatever, and started doing that. And when you start getting the comments, even on Facebook about that and and seeing how it does impact people, that gives you encouragement as well, because that just goes to show you people, people need it. And don't worry about, you know, whether or not you have perfect grammar, (laughs) you know, or, or, you know, how every punctuation needs to go, you know, because I thought I knew it. And trust me, um, getting her little edit, editing things back, I was like, really? A comma goes there? <laughs> really? That's supposed to be a separate paragraph, you know, but um, but it just made the flow better. And and after reading her, it was like, wow, that does flow a whole lot better. So don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. And the thing is, is sometimes when you write, it's just for yourself. So yeah. just do it. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it absolutely, it can be therapeutic. I mean, writing... Mm-hmm. For me, is, 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 and as I'm I'm trying to encourage other people, you know, people will comment a lot of times about my social media and how it's really positive or inspirational or encouraging. And I'm like, 95% of that is I'm having a horrible day. <laughs> and I'm 
You know, the scripture talks about David encouraged himself in the Lord. I'm speaking into other people's lives what I need to hear. Like this is for me when I tell somebody they're loved, it's like, man, I'm struggling feeling that in the moment. When I say God's not finished with your story, I'm feeling like, man, I'm, you know, what's going on in this season of my life? And, you know, and so it's important. And, uh, you know, the thing is about you, Michelle, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast, it's not just because, I mean, I am proud of you about the book. I'm proud that you put the book out. But the other thing that matters to me and that I'm going to try to keep to, um, and I, I try to do this in every area of my life, but especially in this this area with podcasting and writing where I'm kind of given the opportunity to be able to connect with other people and share their stories as well, is that I, the world needs something that's real. And the, the thing about you, and I've known you for a long time, uh, a couple of years now, and it's, uh, yeah, you know, more than thing, a couple. <laughs> the thing about you is that I have watched you walk the walk, and I have watched you talk the talk. And so, having your words written now, uh, and knowing the stories, and 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 watching some of the hardship, and the the commitment to trusting that God's going to bring you through, and now using some of that to speak into other people's lives. It's real. And so thank you for being vulnerable, not just on the, the interview today, the podcast, but in your book. Thank you for uh, being willing to go there to, to be able to share with people. And the truth is, is there are some people that may not be in a uh, church world or faith world or religious world or whatever you want to call it, where maybe they can't share. Some of them are in relationships where they're bound. There are situations where they just feel stuck or they feel alone. And your words are going to be words that God's going to use to speak hope and life and bring freedom into their life. So thank you for that. Thank you for the book. And thank you for sharing today. And uh, thank you for being such an added value to my life as a person. And I really appreciate you and your family and love you guys. And uh, thank you for sharing your words with us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, friends, do not uh, wait. Go to Amazon. Michelle Murr, Dancing in the Rain. My Dances with God. Get the book, and after you get a chance to read through it, leave a review. And if for whatever reason you would be interested in connecting with Michelle or possibly bringing her in to share her story, um, for now, just go ahead and reach out to me, and I'll go ahead and pass off her contact information. And uh, maybe one of these days we'll get a website or something set up where people can contact you and uh, so people can know what's going on. But thank you so much for spending time with us today. And, uh, and for our friends that are listening, the world needs your words. Until next time.